Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey in my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go and make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener to One of a Kind You, welcome. I'm so glad that you're tuning in for another episode. If you are new, thank you, thank you for tuning in as well, and to stop by and see what this podcast is all about. The way that this podcast works is I read a journal entry of mine from about five or six years ago, and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then. So this journal entry is from June 23rd of 2016, and this is a snippet of an entry because this is a very long journal entry. But the part that I wanted to uh, share with you today goes like this. Yesterday I wore my Fabletics romper. I felt so uncomfortable. It's crazy because it wasn't that long ago that I felt comfortable walking around half naked. I don't know what has happened to me, but I feel so uncomfortable in my own skin. When I look in the mirror, I don't necessarily see my body in the reflection. When I went to the staying connected to yourself class, Gordy said to thank my body for giving me Lily and Casey. I do, but it doesn't change my small breasts, my surgery scars. Pete is on board with me getting implants. I really want to, but hesitate because I want to be comfortable in my skin without them. So, um, I still have this romper and I have to say I don't wear it often, um, because it is a very bright color and I tend to wear more muta colors, but, uh, I feel more comfortable wearing it now than I did at this point in time. But there is a lot here that I wanted to talk about. And, um, part of it is that... Yes. So when I was younger, before I was married and had kids, I wore shirts that showed my stomach. I wore short shorts, short skirts. Um, So I I literally did walk around half naked and didn't think a thing of it. But I feel like that's what all girls do in their late teens and early 20s, or most girls, I should say. So that wasn't, um, I'll say, out of character or out of the norm. But I think the reason that I really struggled with it at this point was because, um, it was almost like I had a touch of body dysmorphia, um, because I, I really did not see my reflection when I looked in the mirror. So, um, after having Casey, my second child, I had a separated, separated abdominal wall. And so I had a tummy tuck, um, to repair that because they, they thought it was not only separated, but also herniated. And, um, it was not herniated. It was just separated so severely. So I have a hip-to-hip scar from that surgery. Then um, that was in August of 2013 that I had that. And then in March of 2015, I had hernia surgery because I later found out that I also had um, an inguinal hernia from my girls, being pregnant with my girls because they were both big babies. Lily was 8'6", and Casey was 9'7". And so um, the weight of them caused an inguinal hernia. So I have a scar for that as well. And so, and plus my breasts didn't look the same as they did after nursing two babies. And, um, the other thing too, is that I used to have a freckle by my belly button. And then with the tummy tuck surgery that was removed. So it was, it's not my natural belly button that I was born with and the freckle is gone. So it really was kind of, um, weird to to look at myself in the mirror and see almost it was like someone's body someone else's body looking back at me so there was this really big disconnection there but the other thing too was that when I was younger I was very very thin and um I not that I manipulated guys with my 
body, but, um, you know, there was like that level of sex appeal or whatever, walking around exposing more than I covered. And so now I'm, you know, at a different place in life and my body doesn't look the same as it does when my husband and I first got married and he still looks the same. Um, so I just had this big fear that he was going to leave me because, um, I didn't think that I looked as attractive as I did after birthing two babies, you know, cause there are stretch marks and things like that. And so I think I had that lingering fear in the back of my mind that because I didn't look physically the same after having two babies, that would somehow make me defective, unlovable, unattractive, um, that there would be someone out there better than me, more beautiful than me. But the other big piece of the puzzle was that I was just generally miserable with my life at this point. Um, <clears throat> Because I was, you know, working through all this trauma, I felt really lost, um, trying to overcome or accept childhood emotional neglect, codependency, anxiety, all of these things. And really with, um, not that my husband wasn't supportive, he was in the best way that he could, but I often felt like I was doing it alone because his work schedule was beyond crazy. So I didn't really feel like I had someone that... I could rely on a lot, um, but he was supportive of my, you know, of me going to therapy, trying to heal all of these wounds. The other part was that he really couldn't relate because his upbringing was vastly different from mine, polar opposites. And so I didn't have help with the kids. So that felt overwhelming a lot of times. And um, honestly, because I felt disconnected with myself, I often felt disconnected from him not just emotionally and mentally, but physically too. I think I put up a wall um, because of it. And so I also try to stay invisible a lot. So this romper uh, on some level was bright and really pretty. And the it's shorts and it's the shorts are on the shorter side. So, you know, there's a lot of legs showing. And I just, then I felt like all eyes were on me because I have this magenta romper you know, legs showing and it's off the shoulder. So then there's skin showing there. And so it just felt completely foreign for me to wear it. Um, because when I first started dating my husband that, you know, I was still, you know, walking around bearing it all. And then after we, you know, started dating and our relationship was, you know, we knew that we were going to be you know, serious. Then I started, I feel like felt I feel like I started dressing like a grandmother. It was like I was covered up from head to toe. Um, and then I became a mom and, and all of these things. So it was really hard for me to just let me like let my allow myself the freedom to wear what I wanted, um, regardless of what other people thought of me and how I looked in it, regardless of how it made other people feel about themselves um, and the way that they would look in it or just in general. And so... It was really more about the um, the deep-seated unhappiness I had in myself, the low self-esteem I had at that time, um, because I felt so defeated and defective and lost that the last thing I wanted was for someone to then criticize me or judge me or reject me based on something that I was wearing, because I did those things myself all day, every day. And then to have someone else do them was going to just be more than I could handle. So the other piece that was a struggle was that, you know, in this class I took, um, it was suggested that I thank my body for giving me Lily and Casey. And 
on some level, that's a very surface level piece of advice um, because it, it doesn't, first of all, it didn't feel natural for me to do that. Um, I was appreciative of my body for being able to carry and deliver two babies, but, and uh, it didn't feel natural for me to thank my, my body for that because I didn't have a lot of self-appreciation at this time. So it was very rare that I celebrated or thanked myself for anything that I did for me, let alone anyone else. I always felt like it was never, ever, ever enough. And so I could, you know, say that to myself 8,000 times, but it wasn't going to change anything because I wasn't getting to the root of why I felt uncomfortable in my skin, why I wasn't appreciating my body, why I didn't want to wear, you know, the romper or whatever else that made me feel uncomfortable, why I couldn't accept the way that my body looked after babies versus before babies. So, um, that affirmation wasn't aligned with my mindset. So it, it didn't work. And I can tell you with almost probably 90% certainty, I don't think I ever said it. After I left that class, I was like, oh yeah, I will. I might've said it a couple times, but nothing consistent because it just didn't feel like, it, A, it was true for me to be appreciative of my body, but B, it was just so far-fetched for me uh, to think, how could I thank this body that I feel so uncomfortable in and so not repulsed by, but just disconnected from. So I needed to do some work around that rather than just start popping off with affirmations because the affirmation wasn't changing anything. And so that's why, I, you know, when I work with clients uh, in a coaching setting, we have to do the mindset piece first before we can get to the more, what I'll say, procedural stuff of like affirmations. So because the mindset piece is what drives the procedures. So you can say, you know, this affirmation, but if you don't actually believe it and it doesn't feel aligned with you and your current beliefs and where you are, it's not gonna do anything. If anything, it might make you feel even worse uh, because then you don't say the affirmation and it, you feel like you're lying to yourself and because you're not saying it, you feel like you're let you, you are letting yourself down so it actually can cause more turmoil and angst than it does um, help. So um, what I wanted to do though, it was uh, this was a good perspective though that I wanted to be comfortable in my skin before I got breast implants because I knew, um, I guess subconsciously, because I wasn't working with a life coach at this point and didn't have my life coaching certification, I almost think I knew that the implants would be a crutch you know, it's almost a procedural thing. Like, oh, if I get impl implants, then I'll be happy with the way that my body looks. It's that if then thing, and that usually doesn't uh, last long. And so, um, so I knew I needed to do change my belief about my body in some way, shape or form so that I could feel more comfortable in my skin before getting implants. Because what I didn't want to do is to say, okay, I'm gonna get breast implants and then I'm gonna actually feel so comfortable in my skin and everything's gonna be fine. And then to go through the surgery, get the implants and still be miserable. That I did not wanna do. So um, so I, don't, I didn't get implants at that point. Um, it was just you know a secret desire. And part of me also felt like, well, if I do get them, then maybe my body will look a little bit more like it used to. And maybe that might help me feel comfortable in my own skin but I, I knew that that wasn't really gonna work. And so if you're feeling this way, you know, I, I encourage you to actually take a step back, 
and, and realize why is it that you feel the way that you do? Is it that, you know, you're worried about other people's opinions or does it go deeper than that? And you're worried about being unloved. You're being, you know, you're worried about um, losing someone who's important to you, someone that you love. You know, what, what's at stake if you actually feel comfortable in your skin and show up the way that you want to? And so that's, you know, get really get to the root of it. Why is it that you feel uncomfortable in your skin? Yes, it's because your body doesn't look the same. However, what's holding you back from appreciating your body in the state that it is now? You know, if you're in the same place that I was six years ago, seven years ago, um, what, you know, what is the root problem? And, and get there before you start, you know, saying affirmations because the worst thing is to make yourself feel worse than you already do. So it's really important to get down to the, to, to the root of it. And so, and for me, the root of this was that A, I was miserable with myself and B, I was so worried that um, because I wasn't comfortable in my own skin that, and I didn't see the natural beauty that I had inside and out that my husband wasn't going to see it. And that he would find someone else who didn't pop out two butterball babies. And so that was really what it boiled down to. And so it was like I needed to to work on accepting myself and loving myself first. And knowing that I have no control over what my husband thinks about my body, how he feels about it. You know, I, I have no control over that. I only have control over myself. And, you know, knowing that. If he does choose to leave, I have to be able be able to be okay with it, even if it would really, really suck and hurt. But I have to know that I am strong enough and capable enough to be able to pick myself up and keep moving. And so I think there was some fear there too. They're like, oh my gosh, if he does, then what's going to happen? And he didn't um, because he didn't see it. He didn't see my body the way that I did. You know, he often says like, I don't even notice the scars, but of course I do because I look at them all the time and they're in, you know, magnified for my brain because our brains are wired to see the bad in things or the negative in things or, um, not that my scars are bad or negative. They're just, um, they're there. And so back then I thought they were bad and negative, but our brain is wired to see that. And it's, our brain is wired to point out those things that we notice, those quote unquote differences, um, especially for ourselves because that's a survival mechanism. And so I think that's where it was. And so, you know, he would often say, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. But for me, it was because I was so um, focused on it. And I had gotten the message growing up as well, as well is that, um, you know, looks are important. How your body looks really matters to a man. And so you have to do whatever you can to make sure that you're, you stay the, you know, as close to the way that you look as when you got together. You know, you have to, you have to be thin. You have to take care of your appearance. You have to wear makeup, get your hair done, all of those things. And so it was, um, I'll say that message was passed along to me. Uh, in a very passive way. No one ever said it to me directly. It was just comments that were made in general that I picked up on. 
And so I think, you know, that was there lingering in the back of my mind as well. Like, oh my gosh, you know, this person said this and so that must be true for me. And if that person feels that way, I bet, you know, all men feel that way. And that's not true. And so, um, so have compassion with yourself if you're struggling with um, something right now. And know that if you have questions or you um, aren't quite sure where to get started, feel free to reach out. You can um, send me a DM on social media. You can send me an email. All of the links to get in touch with me are in the show notes. And if you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it with a friend. The more the merrier. And if you would be so kind to leave a review, I would be so appreciative um, because I take the time to read all the reviews to ensure that this podcast continues to be a place of support and guidance and really a resource where you feel like you can just get straight to the source rather than going down the Google rabbit hole. So thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait for you to see you next week for another episode.